So obviously we're out of the holiday season for the most part, uh, but we are still very much in the gambling season. NFL, NBA, college hoops, it's all going on right now as we head into Divisional Weekend. You want to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Don't wait another second. And to celebrate this year's football playoffs, DraftKings given us 100 to 1 odds. That's right. All you have to do is bet $1 on any football game this weekend. And if your team wins, you cash 100 bucks. We're pumped about football, basketball, all of it. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code HELIPOD when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds on any football game this weekend. That's HELIPOD for new players to get a shot at 100 bucks. 100 to 1 odds doesn't get any better than that. For a limited time, only DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. We are also brought to you by Viore. That's V-U-O-R-I. The finest athleisure wear on the planet. And I do not say that lightly. I've been wearing this stuff for a couple of years, far longer than they have been sponsoring the Helipod, but now I'm really into them because it's great. Uh, try the Ponto pant. That's one of uh, MJD's favorite things to wear. I love the core shorts that have the built-in liner. Wearing a t-shirt right now. They make great stuff. Hoodies, sweatshirts. They're even making flannel shirts, vests, uh, coats. V-U-O-R-I clothing.com slash helipod is where you can get 20% off your first order today and we're even going to throw in free shipping. So with no further ado, it is time for the helipod with MJD presented by Viore. Excuse me. I smell like success right now. I had a great workout, so I stink a little bit. And a lot of people think success smells like roses. But it actually doesn't. It you didn't shower like, before you came into the I got, I, after I, got, I got done at 1.15. I had to go grab something and I came right here. So this this is going to be a great podcast because it's, it's a lot of hard work, blood, sweat, and tears we're putting into this one. You feel me? You look kind of swole, bro. I look lean. All right. So I guess MJD just started the helipod with MJD. It's now the MJD's helipod. No question. That's, how, that's how it now. should be because you didn't know what you were doing. So with, let's uh, get it. With Matthew Bubar in the house Hello. as well. Yes, Hello, sir. Hello, Bubar. Hey, congrats Hello. to the Browns, too. Thank you. Give them, their, give them their flowers. Hey, come on. Get your beanie on. Come on. Put your beanie on hey. and give them their flowers listen, now. Listen, listen. It, so it is a great nervous day. right now. It's a great day to be a Browns fan. I am very nervous. Man. I was not quite as nervous as I was when they were up 28 nothing because I was shitting my pants because of the last time they played the Steelers. But I'll tell you what, this win was for Batonio. This win was for all those fans in Cleveland. What about Joe Thomas, man? Joe Thomas, the quintessential left tackle future Hall of Famer, no doubt, will be in Canton, and we are very happy. And it doesn't matter that we got to face MJD's Chiefs. We're rolling into KC. My homeboys there. We're rolling (laughs) in. Be careful. I will tell you this, though, and this is the one thing that, uh, like, it's so funny. First of all, like, they did an awesome job just you had the Aaron snap, and they just took the momentum and ran with it after that. 
Uh, but if Ohio State would have won that national championship, oh I would have just had Ohio to go to Ohio. Ohio would go crazy. I would have had to go to Ohio just to see what it was like because I know they would have just burned the state down. But I will say this. the um, Forgive me, uh, but some of those players that showed up in that game against the Steelers, particularly the uh, the backup to the backup, the oh, O-line. That's awesome. They yeah. never have, he will never have to pay for a drink ever again in his entire life as long as he is in the city of Cleveland. You're talking about Blake Hans. Thank you. Uh, me and Johnny Manziel. Uh, yeah, Johnny. Me and, uh, you and Johnny me and Manziel. Me and Baker didn't know who he was before the game started. He introduced him right before the game. Like, hey, we show my hey. name's Baker. I know you're going to play, but yep. we'll get this thing rocking. Yeah, so so Blake Hans goes in the game as essentially the, the third string guard. He was signed off, I believe, Buffalo's practice squad. Yeah. Uh, and had to drive. The reason he was signed by Buffalo's practice squad was because they needed him to drive to the facility because he had already got, been in the pro, like he'd already right. been tested. Um, so they couldn't have anybody fly because then they'd have to quarantine for five days. Anyway, one of the great stories oh, yeah. for Cleveland. So pumped for Cleveland. I've said it on this podcast many times. The NFL is a better place when the Cleveland Browns are good because it's such a great football city. Now, enjoy it now hmm, because right. we know. The run's going to be coming to an end, yep. and that's fine. We, we'll have a lot more to say about uh, what Cleveland accomplished and, yep. and what they're facing this weekend. But I want to start with some head coaching news because it's that time of the year. Um, red, mon- red red, time. That's right. Red, Doug Peterson, uh, I, I, I was mildly surprised on Monday that uh, the Eagles decided to fire him after bringing the only Super Bowl title to Philadelphia in uh, the history of that franchise. Well, think about this. They've been to the playoffs every year he's coached uh, after Chip Kelly left, mm-hmm. right? And then you have one down year, a little turmoil, a little beef in the locker Four, room. 4-11 and 1. Um, and then you let him go, which is crazy. But you, there's a lot of coaches who, you know – I'm not going to mention any names who have had horrible records year after year after year, and yet they still coach, which is which is bananas. But you know, when you set the bar in Philly of Super Bowl and then playoff run, playoff run, um, and then the team plays the way they played this season, and your quarterback plays the way they played this season, and then you kind of have a quarterback controversy uh, because of the young guy Jalen Hurts comes in and plays. You as a you have to be a very uh, what do we call it alpha of all the alphas in yeah. that situation. And I don't know if Doug Peterson was that uh, for that team. Well, whatever he was, he's a Super Bowl winning head coach. Right. And he has one terrible year and he's out. And there was an unbelievable amount of controversy in that locker room. But I don't think you pin it all on Doug Peterson. How about the fact in seven years, they have drafted one pro bowler. His name oh. is Carson Wentz. Seven years, they've drafted one Pearl Bowler, and they have the second worst cap space of any team in the NFL right now. And the roster's shitty and old. Well, say, Is yeah, that on Doug Peterson? No, that's not on Doug Peterson. I mean, no, it's not on Doug Peterson, but you, you have a voice in that. The other thing is this, too, where you have an issue is a lot of these draft picks, the guys after them end up being like all pros. DK Metcalf, he draft. Uh, well, Whiteside. you can say that about a lot of teams. No, that pass you can't. No, but, but, but okay, you can't say that about the Titans. They took AJ Brown. Sure. So you, right? Like, no, I, I, like you, you can say DK Metcalf was a second round. But I'm draft talking pick. about a guy that took receivers. The guys that teams. took the teams that took receivers in that draft. You and we did just mention last week they did take Rager over, over Justin over Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah. Right. Like those are problems. And then you have receiving issues. Right. You have the drops. That they had a couple years ago, and you you don't get sure-handed guys. Like there's there's been a lot of issues there. The other thing is, uh, you draft a left tackle. Um, you draft a left tackle from Washington State. Yeah. Oh, Andre who, Dillard, which Dillard. hasn't done anything yep. right. Been got hurt this year. Before that, was mm, 
right? So but look, it's just it's been they they've had a lot of issues both in the front office and on the coaching side that just hasn't worked well. And so we all know this, right? And I don't know if you know this, but if it's between the front office and the head coach, nine out of ten times it's going to be the, the, the head coach is going to go. Let me ask you this. Who do you get that's going to come in there and be better than Doug Peterson was? Because in my mind, if you're going to fire a head coach, if you're going to move on from a quarterback, if you're going to let a running back walk, you better have an idea of who the replacement is going to be. Who they let walk? And he better be better. I'm just I'm pointing at you because you're oh. a former running back. I, yeah, I felt I bad about a talking about in the National Football League too. No, I just felt I always feel bad when I talk about quarterbacks because no, it's the most important position on the football it team, is. and not talk about running backs because I know you get so angry. About I don't it. get angry. I mean, I just it just it's funny, but it's okay. It's neither here nor there. I, I think this right. I know we know we're going to go through who they interview, but a guy that I would say probably would be the best for that situation, someone that 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 you because you need um. You need a guy that's consistent in his message, right? You need a guy that garners respect. Um, I would say Jim Caldwell, and I'll tell you why. I think everywhere he's been, he's had success. Great name. Everywhere he's been, he's had success. The one year he didn't have success was the year Peyton Manning's neck fell apart and he had to play with uh, some guy from Purdue. I forget, Painter. Right. And that just didn't oh, work yes. out. Like that was the one year. But but even then, when you talk to those guys, you talk to Reggie Wayne, you talk to the Antoine Bethes of the world, they were like, This is a great dude. And that's what you need for that that organization. You need a great dude who can get the risk the trust back with Carson Wentz, but also can hold him accountable, right? Um, make it a quarterback competition between him and Jalen Hurts and under and let made it be understand, like, look. We need you to compete to get better. This guy is here to help you get better. Yep. Right? At the least, make it a competitive race because usually competition breeds the best Success. type of play. Yeah. Always. I don't Always. think in this particular instance that's going to work with Carson Wentz. I think if you're keeping Carson Wentz there, you got to trade Jalen Hurts. Yes. You have to. Yeah. You like got to get rid of him. That's the deal. And yep. so I think any head coach that comes into that situation, that would be the first that would be the first thing that I would ask. Am I going to be given the opportunity to decide who I want to be my quarterback because Jalen did some nice things, but I think over time we saw as the sample size got larger and larger. Uh, they would have beat the Washington football team if they would have kept him in the game. No, what do you mean? You're, you're and, right. And on top of that, they didn't have he Fletcher should, Cox. They didn't have a Dallas Goddard. They didn't have a lot of guys. He still was out there no, keeping him in the game. He's far from a finished product. That's all I'm trying to say. That, I'm, he, I just, he's, he's not. I he, just. I think if, he's not Justin Herbert. We, we don't know that because he's closer he to what Tua was, right? No, 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 no. No. no, no. First and foremost, I think Jalen Hurts didn't. He did, we don't have the sample size we had with Justin Herbert because really, if we'd have went off Justin Herbert's first game, we'd have been like, ah, uh, because he didn't really play that well against the Chiefs. The defense played lights out against the Chiefs and kept him in. And then he had that 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 stretch of games. Um, and even though he played and he did a lot when the game was on the line at the end, he never really closed those games out when he had to. Right? When you talk about the Saints, well, he was right? handcuffed by his head coach. And Not really. Poor, Why? What? What? Poor decisions in terms of timeout and play oh, calling okay. and there's a lot of stuff that's okay. going on there. All right, neither here nor there. What I'm saying is this. I believe that you have to do, before you take that job, you have to decide who the quarterback is going to be. Whichever one is not going to be, you have to get them out of the building. You have to. There is no if ands or buts about it. Who do you think it should it. be? I I I listen. I keep telling you guys this and I and I said it before and I'll say it again. We can't harp on 2017 or whenever, 18, when Carson Wentz had that big year. After that, he hasn't been that good. And he gets hurt every year. So every year he gets hurt. Carson Wentz? I would move on. That's I, what I would do. I would move on because of one of two things. 
How can I trust you as a quarterback when the going gets tough and the first thing that comes out of your mouth is, I want to be traded. I don't want to be here. Right? You, you think the National Football League is easy? You think that every year you're going to have, you're going to be in the playoffs? No. Tr- trust me. No. It ain't like that. How right? Like, that? Yeah, but how are you going to move that contract? Yeah, that, the contract but, but, is That contract is, is, is tough but again, Eagles. again, that I didn't, I, I have nothing to do with that. Right. Because I'm the head coach. I, I have nothing to right, do with that. Right, but as the head coach now, you might be handcuffed And that's going to what? affect you when you come in there. Yeah. I mean, he's had a four-year, $120 million contract. He's, and that's, he's, he has a whole time left. He, the dude is still owed $107 million on that contract. Well, that, that's a problem. So I guarantee you, whoever that, uh, they'll probably be taking Joe Brady from the Panthers. will probably come in there because a young guy, you can kind of help him out a little bit. You know, he'll do what you say because he, he's happy to have a coach. And you're not going to get an older coach that's been through this knows it, right? You're going to have to get you a guy that's a little green to the head coaching thing. And I'm not saying that's a knock on Joe Brady, but an older coach that understands the game and has been around is going to be like, nah, I'm, mm-mm. because if I don't, if he doesn't play well, nah, it's on me. It ain't on the GM. It ain't on the owner. It's on me. You see what I'm saying? If it's a young guy, a young guy's going to be like, look, I just want to, it's 32 of these things. I just want one, right? And they're going to sure. hop in and they have the energy and, and maybe be able to do it. But to me, if, if it's if it's me, I, and, and this, I just believe that what Carson Wentz did when when Jalen Hurts first look, bro, you were playing horrendous all year. It wasn't like you were playing lights out from week one. You started off hot in the first half, and then literally from since the first that the second half of week one, it was like this: the eight sacks against Washington. All I believe they were all in. I don't know if they were all in the second half, but he he got sacked eight Listen, times in that he game. He was dealing with a lot of issues with the offensive line, a lot of injuries the, the receiver this position. Is, this but is but, but he, he was he was terrible. This he is was the problem. Terrible. Dan, don't give me all that when I give you a hundred million. You become deodorant. You become degrees. Well, you're sick. supposed to be, mm-hmm. and he wasn't able to do that. So so don't be mad. Don't take the contract then, because when I pay you that much money, I can't put everybody around you. You said I can't go out and get you the best left tackle. I can't do that because guess what? I just gave you. 25% of our cap. That's And fair. I have to field my defense. So you have to be what we call deodorant. You got to be able to cover up some of the stink. No, I, I get that. If you can't cover up the stink, guess what? So it's our it's 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 a you problem, not a me problem, because I gave you a contract that was, you know, that was the going rate for quarterbacks instead of giving you one that you, what you were worth. So you don't think that a younger head coach can come in there and have success with this situation? It, it, it's 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 more than X's and O's in the in the, in when Philadelphia. Much more than X's and O's. This is this has to do with uh, a lot of trust of the players and the coaching staff. It has to do with a lot of trust because you got to think about it. What did uh, Miles Sanders say? Like that decision to play Nate Sudfield split the locker room. Yep. Because at the end of the day, them dudes on defense was like, "Bro, we're out here balling. They're trying to like, win a game. We're trying to win a game, and you're going to do this? Like, come on!" And we saw what Nate Sudfield looked like. He wasn't ready to play in that game. Well, that was that was certainly the final nail in the coffin in my mind for Doug Peterson. I thought it was a team wide decision. I no. figured everybody would have been in on that, and I still think that could be the case. I just think that but that's they've decided that they can't continue. They basically chose, in my mind, they chose yeah. Carson Wentz. Well, over they, Doug they gave him a hundred million. You got to choose him. You can't. What, right. else, so, what else are we going to do? So to that point, they're not moving on. So, so, so they're going so to have Carson Wentz. So you're going to have to trade Jalen Hurts. So maybe Jalen Hurts goes to another team. I don't know, but this is what I want to tell you. The, the the biggest issue there is you have to get the trust of that locker room, and you have to manage and build that relationship back up. You have to mer- like mesh that relationship with the front office as a head coach now. Like so, you're going to need to go get you some psychologists in there, like some sports psychologists in there, and be like, hey, look, 
we got to sit down and get this thing going because there's a lot of, I don't trust the front office anymore. I don't trust the coaching staff anymore after what happened last year as a player. I've been in those situations. Trust me. It ain't the best. And so you, the biggest thing you have to do as a head coach now, instead of X's and O's, you have to be, you have to go in there and try to get people to feel comfortable around each other. When you have Zach Ertz yelling at your, your GM at practice, you remember that? A couple like early in the season when Zach Ertz wanted his contract and then him and Howie Roseman got into it. Like, that is not good, man. Yeah, that man. is those are those are those are trust things that you have to fix. And and, and like I said, it's deeper right. than just X's and O's. It's deeper than just Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts. It's that whole locker room really being able to trust the front office and the front office being able to trust that locker room. Well, let me you talk about trust. We have a situation in Houston where trust is a major issue. Deshaun Watson is unhappy. He didn't like the hiring process of Nick Casario, who's the new general manager, came over from New England, has a great resume, spent a lot of time there working with Belichick. We talked about this but, before, Eric. But Watson, Don't give me that. Watson had two different meetings with owner Cal McNair. He had dinner with him, and then he had a Zoom call with his agent, and he offered input on some GM candidates and some head coaching candidates. The Texans didn't talk to any of them. And then <laughs> yeah, Eric Bieniemy, who was thought to be at the top of Watson's list because he's good oh, he buddies was. with Patrick Mahomes, he he wasn't in the first round of head coaching interviews for Houston. He was just added recently. And then there's the tweet from Andre Johnson, the greatest former Houston Texan alive, the only player in their ring of honor who said on Twitter, on Twitter, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I will stand my ground. The Texans organization is known for wasting players' careers. Since Jack Easterby has walked into the building, nothing good has happened in the organization. And for some reason, someone can't seem to see what's going on pathetic. Isn't mm. isn't uh Easterby a New England guy too? Jack Easterby was a kind of a life coach in New England and a pastor and they brought him over to Houston and then when they fired Billy O, he put on several hats and was actually part of personnel decisions and Easterby because of his connections to New England is the reason that they brought over uh Nick Casario. And listen, here's the thing. Nick Casario was on a lot of people's list. They've been going after him for a Listen, while. I, I don't want to hear all that. Aren't we tired of the New England everywhere else not working? Aren't we tired of it when it went to Denver and you draft Tim Tebow and it doesn't work in Denver? Seemed to work all right for Brian Flores in Miami. He's the only one. He's the only he's one. The one. He's, he's the, the only one that has worked for him. And guess what? The only reason it worked is because they spent money. Well, and, and Billy O had moderate success his Vrabel, first four I mean, years. Vrabel, Vrabel's, Vrabel's not, not on that. You can't put him on there. He only played. You can't put him on there. Brian Flores is because they spent money. And Brian Flores also, let's remember, they they paid Byron Jones. They paid Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard's all pro. Byron Jones That's was, only after they blew up the team, though. Right, they, they, they had to blow up the team. Right. Like, think about it. They blew up the team. They let everyone go. And then they rebuilt. And a lot of times when you do that, it doesn't turn around as fast as it was going, as it did. That, that doesn't That worked happen. out well for them in the yeah, end. Because people worked, man, people were saying, what are you doing? And it worked out well. And it looked yeah. kind of crazy. But right now, they have, they have a choice to make, too. Because Tua hasn't looked the best. In a game that you have to win against the Bills, you allow them, not only does Tua not look good, you allow them to put 56 point-ups on a defense that was ranked one of the so, top. So this is, this. I was going to get there, but I'm going to get there <laughs> quickly now because you brought it up. So Deshaun Watson, very unhappy. He's well, not communicating with the organization. Chris Mortensen floated the uh, idea of trading Deshaun to Miami for Tua. 
and obviously receiving some draft capital in return. He sent a five-year, $156 million contract extension. And th- there's speculation that he could force a trade now because he's that unhappy with what's going on in Houston. Yeah, he could, but I don't know I don't know how if... Okay, so you would take a $22 million cap, and that's what you have down here, and you're already $17 million over the cap. Yeah. there's the, you, you will play with nobody. Well, and why would you trade one of the top five quarterbacks? Right, unless you're getting all the draft capital back. Unless we're getting everything back and... You know, you what tr- would make it worth it? If you are saying, okay, this is untenable, and Nick Cesario sits down, they hire a new head coach, and they both sit down with Deshaun, and Deshaun just says, fuck you guys, I am out. I don't want to be here. I've seen what's gone on. I've right. watched it for too long. You traded away DeAndre Hopkins. I know that wasn't you. Doesn't matter. It's systemic, and I don't like it, and I want out. What would you have to get? If you're, to trade Deshaun Watson, say you get Tua, okay? Say but, it's my. I, I still, I still need the the the, the, the number three, three pick. Three I need the and number Tua. Three. I, oh, that's just not it. Like let's let's be. That's not it. I'm, I'm gonna need a three with that, and probably like a five or a five or a six, a third rounder and a fifth rounder, and then probably something the next year because I'm giving away uh, uh, what we call a transcendent talent, right? When you talk about scouts, Deshaun Watson is a, a, a very talented player, and what I'm what I'm getting in return is not the same, even though they were drafted high together. It's not the same. Well, and you don't, and you really don't know what Tua is. Yeah, at you this don't point. know what Tua is at this point. Right. So, so you would need the th- okay. I, I knew you were going to say the three. Or so it's the third have, overall pick because Miami has two, so which is their pick back. It right. is, yeah, but I may not get the three. I may, I may get the the, the, the later, later one, one, right? I may get the later one, right? And still in that situation, like, like I don't know, like I don't know if that works because I just like I'm just like man, like first and foremost, this is my issue. Has that ever happened with? Any of the top quarterbacks in the league, when they're looking for like a like you know when um, with Philip Rivers for example, right? Because the char- the charge had always changed coaches, like, right? They they would always take Philip Rivers, like what he thought, because again that's your that's your CEO of your company. You should do that. Um, that's a slap to me. That's a slap in the face, right? And now this is my other problem. Why is Eric Bieniemy not in your first your first round of hiring? after all the success that he's had with Patrick Mahomes, regardless if he's called plays or not, because guess what? Doug Peterson didn't call plays and Matt Nagy called plays for two or three games or six games. Like it doesn't matter. They got head coaching jobs right away. What, what's the difference? Well, you don't need to call plays to be a head coach. You don't, but that's what I'm saying. So why, so why is I that, why is that a, an argument that people have with BNME? Cause that's pretty much in that article that came out of from Aaron Wilson was that BNME bombed the two interviews, which is false, but also, it was like, well, he, we don't know if he really calls plays. And we don't know if he really, like, well, neither did Doug Peterson. He won a Super Bowl. He didn't call plays. Well, I got one for you. How about Matt LaFleur called plays for exactly one year in Tennessee? That's it. That's one it. One year. Um, and he's done well because he has Aaron Rodgers, because he has a good football team. Um, but so if you were Deshaun, how far do you push this? I mean, it depends on where I want. It it, depends on who, like, at this point, like, I'm, okay, so as a player, when you're in it, it's like, you'll do anything. And I I was there. I've been there in that situation where I was, uh, I just rushed for 1,600, was up for the MVP, um, my second year up for the MVP at that point. Um, and they just fired Mel Tucker, and I was very upset because I, I thought Mel Tucker and what he wanted to do, he was going to bring in that Houston system. We were going to play like his. He was defense. the OC. He was the, no Mel Tucker was the DC. DC, and he sorry, was the interim yes. head coach when Jack Del Rio got fired. Oh, he was interim when Del Rio mm-hmm. went. Out. And I was we as a team, we won like three or four games down the down the stretch, and it was like, like this is what we want. 
Like, he kept it so simple. Like, he literally told us, like, on offense, I just want you to finish every play. Offensive linemen should be driving guys down the field, receivers, catching the ball, fighting for yards, like running backs. Breaking. Like, that's all I want you to do is do that. And then defense, we're just going to set a vertical edge, and, and that's it. Right? And we we started playing well, and we just went all on a tear. Um, and I'm like, this is what we want. This is what we need. And then they went and got Malarkey. And I didn't know anything about Mike Malarkey at that point. But also, my contract was up, too. I was like, well, it wasn't up, but it needed to be up because I was balling. Right? <laughs> um, and so when I spoke to the GM about it at the time, and I told him, like, this is what the locker room wants, they went in a different direction. And the, a lot of the times when coaches come into organizations that are bad or ha- haven't won games – they, they think, you know, you have bad players and they think you guys are soft and they think all these negative things instead of really just getting to know the guys. You know what I'm saying? And it became super toxic the next year because I held out. And then when I got in the locker room, it wasn't the same locker room it was before. It was completely different. Like we had a lot in of terms issues. of the number of guys who were there or just, no, the, just the feeling the in feeling, the locker room? The feeling of the locker room was completely different because – you know, we all wanted one guy and this other guy came in and it was just a completely different thing. And there was no buy-in at that point. And so if Deshaun Watson, right, if J.J. Watt goes to Deshaun Watson, like, look, man, I'm sorry we wasted your, your, your like the prime. We're wasting one of your years, right? If your quarterback goes, I want this guy and he's the leader of your locker room, why wouldn't you say, you know what? Just because you want him, we're going to interview him and we're going to we're going to give a hard look at him. A hundred percent. You don't have to hire him, but, we're gonna, but you have to do your due diligence absolutely. and at least sit down with a guy and break bread and talk about what he would do with the organization, how he sees it, get the 30,000 foot view and get the boots on the ground view. Right. But if you don't do that, you're sending a clear and you message. spit in my face. You're telling, you're sending me a clear message that you don't agree. And so now, oh, we're going to get him on the second round. No. Why? I don't. He, if I'm the enemy, don't even talk to me. Well, that's what I would say, and I'm surprised that the enemy's even agreed to do the interview. Well, this is the thing. You, he has to. Why? Be, because he doesn't have a job. He doesn't have a head coaching job. He has to go and at least break bread and talk to him about it. But I would again. I don't. Again, like this is something I haven't talked to him about. That this is just my personal view on it. Um, my personal view is. I don't curse on this because Why? you know because it's because your it's, kids listen. He's a God fearing man. No, no, this is because you know I have other jobs and I, I like my other jobs. There you go. <laughs> but I would, I would, I would. One of the words would be a curse word, and it'd be like you, right? Because mm-hmm. don't don't disrespect me. You you fired your coach week four. Our our bye week wasn't until week ten or eleven, whenever it was. You could have interviewed me then. Right. But no, you decide to interview uh, who was it? Marvin Lewis and Romeo Cornell. Right. It was, or I think that's who they, they interviewed. Like, like. And then this 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 uh, this article comes out of nowhere out of Houston. Right. Like it just it just was not, it just it just don't don't pee on me and tell me it's raining. Like, just tell me what it is. If you don't want me, I'm fine. I, but don't, I don't now all of a sudden because you got all this bad, this bad like uh, publicity and Andre Johnson's come out and Deshaun Watson's upset to be like, OK, we'll interview you now. Like, no, I'm yeah, cool. you can't take that back. I have, yeah. a, very, I have a very good friend who's very he's a he's a. He's a big wig in the business industry and he does very well for himself. And he once told me a great business lesson. He said, you know, Matt, I'll take an in, I'll take a meeting with anybody. I'll listen to anything that they have to say. Doesn't mean I'm going to agree with them or do business with them, but I'm going to listen to them because they might offer me something or say something that I'm not thinking of right at that moment. And I always thought that was a commendable quality to have, especially in the business world. This is heightened times a thousand. If you can't, if you can't translate that from a business industry to this industry of sports, which is all business, if you can't do that, then you are behind the eight ball. 
You you are a losing franchise already. If he, you can't even just see something and just take a meeting, it's my, not my, that difficult. My opinion is you you talked about how early they fired their head coach. They were the they were the first, first team. one. Yeah, they were the first ones. Yep. So there should already be. Clearly, already had a coach like in, in place. Eight guys who have been interviewed. They should be making a decision this week because they should be that far ahead of the curve compared to Listen. everybody else. Like what? The Eagles will probably hire a head coach before they do. I was always told this. One plus one equals two. Always. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you why. You have Esterby, who's a Patriot guy. He hires Nick, uh, who is it? Nick Casario, who's a Patriot guy. What do you think the coach is going to be? They just got rid of one that was a Patriot guy. Yeah. (laughs) What do you think the kind of coach is going to be? Oh, you're saying they're going to hire Josh McDaniels? It only makes sense. And if, if they don't, then I'm wrong. But I'm I'm no fool. Okay, I was I was born at night, but not last night. And two, pa- <laughs> two Patriots equals is going to be a third one. One plus one equals two, and that's what is going to happen. And I promise you, because that's what they know. People hire what they know. You're saying Josh McDaniels is going to go? Watch, wow! Well, I, I may, need to write this down because that's a great prediction. It may not be McDaniels, and, and I don't I don't know, but it will be a Patriot kind of guy. Okay. The other thing that I gotta that I gotta bring up is if everybody knows that Watson wants to leave, if he makes it clear enough, it says, "Look, I'm he's already made here. it clear." Right. But uh, to Dan's it's point, it's in the he, water in Houston, if he, dude. If he he's pushes pull it, a James Harden. If he pushes, hey. if, if he pushes this far enough, and everybody else knows that he wants to be traded, doesn't that doesn't that devalue the trade compensation? Not, for him, Not dude. at all. Not okay. for because him. Because you, you you have a quarter like let's say the Niners, for example. The Niners need a quarterback. Sure. Pittsburgh. They need a quarterback, yep. cut, right? Yep. Uh, Possibly the Jets, the Jets, the Jaguars. Even even like like there was yeah. a rumor that he goes to Jacksonville. Yep. Like like there's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks in this situation. Miami, we just talked about, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of old quarterbacks too. Like who's going to be quarterback in New Orleans? Yep. James Winston or, or Taysom Hill? Like come on, like. There's a lot of old quarterbacks. Indy could use one. Indy, up. there's twenty. Like, there's there's twenty five teams realistically that would look at him and kick the tires. Chicago. He followed all the Chicago people, weather wow. people. That's what you didn't know, but I did some little research on that too. He followed all the Chicago weather people. Don't be fooled. It ain't by choice. Deshaun followed all the Chicago weather people on Twitter. Yeah. It was all over Twitter. It was hilarious. Really? Oh, yeah. But that's the thing. Like That's fascinating. Though, there's so many. T- Imagine Deshaun Watson. You had a chance to draft him. You took Mitchell Trubisky. Yep. Mitchell Trubisky. Now you have a chance to double back and get him? Go get him. <sighs> Come wow. on. Not many teams get the second opportunity like that. And, and, that's and, what, and from the player who's saying, I want out of where I am, and you can go and, and get him. And, that, and so at the end of the day, this let's just get, bring it back full circle, is if you're leader of your locker room, and this is for all the, the scouts and the GMs and all the people that want to listen or want to be a part of this. If you run a business and the person like your manager says, hey, man, I think we should look into this guy. You should look into that guy. No, no one says you should hire him, but you should at least look into him to show, you know what? We have val- we value your opinion because yep. Mooch said something. Steve Mariucci said something on on game day morning. And I disagree with him because I get it. A lot of people don't think that players are in tune with GMs and aren't in tune with the front office. We, we talked about D'Angelo. We had D'Angelo Hall on the podcast who literally went to the front office of the Washington football team every time he was there. Back then it was a different name, but he was hang out with those guys. There's a lot of players in the National Football League who are in tune with the GM because guess what? That's who you bring in to be in part of our organization, part of our team. I used to sit up there and talk with our scouts all the time and our and our our personnel and directors all the time since I was a rookie. Because I want to know how you're thinking. 
what kind of guys are you going to bring in to help right. us win? Are you going to bring in some dogs? Are you going to bring in some dudes that we got to kind of, you know, work with a little bit? Are you going to bring in some dudes that ain't going to help us, right? And so expressing now with Twitter and Instagram, this is now was before Twitter and Instagram and all that. With all that, there's so much knowledge out there. Players talk to each other, right? You don't think you don't think Deshaun Watson reached out to some Patriot, like the McCordy twins about this, this this GM they brought in? You don't think like players talk all the time because again, just because I, we play doesn't mean that we're not focused on everything that goes on. I'm with not it. saying I'm hundred percent right here, but I, I don't think it's as much about who this guy is as the process for Deshaun. Right, it's it's who he's not. It's yeah. it's not one of the guys that he right. recommended. So perhaps he can get in a room with this guy, who by all accounts is is a really good personnel guy. And I know you have your doubts because uh, listen, of what the Patriots are. Tell me who they drafts. drafted. Tell me who they drafted in the last ten years has been like uh, besides Gronk. It, it hasn't been it hasn't been a great run the last five or six years for them draft wise, okay. especially at the wide receiver spot and there are other spots too. I, he, I'm just saying, he has learned under the greatest coach in the history of the but, NFL. But, that, but, this, but again, Bill Belichick, and, and he is the greatest coach. But this year, the team that they had together, and yes, they had some guys opt out defensively. But if you look at what they put on the field this year, there weren't a lot of draft picks that they had on there, right? No, there, there weren't. There was a lot of free agent guys. They've cut a lot of their draft picks. And again, I'm not saying the guy is good, and I don't know how he'll be when he runs everything. I don't know. But again, it's I I, I am a person that believes in the uh, past things predict the future. How many times have we seen the Patriots go different places? People, I mean, college, right? Well, who's the who's the old OC? The first guy that left, uh, not Josh Charlie, McDaniels. No, Charlie, Charlie Weiss. Charlie Weiss went to to Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> right, listen to him on the radio. I mean, today. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's, he's made like, a lot of money. He's made a lot of money, but he, the, the success really hasn't followed him. Nope. Right, um, Josh McDaniels, Romeo Cornell. Right, there's been a lot of guys that have left. Even Billy O's had success in Houston, and, and when the AFC South was down, but they never really got out of the first round. Right, they really couldn't do more than that. Right, um, like there hasn't been a lot of success that's followed these dudes, and so, and to be honest with you. They fired Gary Kubiak or Gary Kubiak retired or whatever, however, went down. They were more successful with him than they were with Billy O. Yep. So it's, it's it's not that success follows these guys everywhere they go just because they're a New England guy. That's it. No. Like the guy that you want to go get, you know who the guy is you want to go get? Bill Belichick. That's what, that's what the, if I'm going to go get a guy from New England, give me the guy. Don't give me the guy's guys. No, give me the guy. That's right? not the way it works, unfortunately, right? But, but, like, but, that, but that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Now, if you look at the Andy, look at the Andy Reid tree. Hmm. It's been a lot of success with that one, right? Tons. Tons. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, even look at the McVay Gruden tree, right? Or I don't know how, if, I guess McVay has Well, I would, I would actually say, I would, I would call it the Shanahan tree. The Shanahan tree. Look at that tree. Yeah. I mean. That's a tree. That's LaFleur, a tree, right? So why, why wouldn't you go McVay. and get those guys? Right there's there's Lafleur has a brother that's in San Francisco right now. Yep. Why wouldn't I go and hire him? Because Lafleur is having success, and the Niners have, with all the injuries that they have, they're still successful, right? But so 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 my 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 thing is again, I believe that there's you know past things predict the future, and I and I and it's hard. It's like a ninety percent chance that this doesn't work. I totally understand what you're saying about the past predicting the future, but it's very different, as you know, being a position coach or a coordinator and then jumping to the head coaching position. So you can't predict how somebody's going to be as a head coach 
based on how they functioned as an uh, offensive coordinator position coach necessarily. Not, not, not. There's great yes coordinators no. who make bad head coaches. And there's yeah. probably guys who are but, better but, CEOs, better head coaches than they were coordinators. So what I would say this, when you're a coordinator, you are a play caller, right? You design plays, you do all those things. A head coach is a leader of men. A head coach, John Harbaugh, for example, right? He was a special teams guy in Philly, all that under Andy Reid, gave him a little DB coach and he got to Baltimore. In Baltimore, he had a challenge early on because he was complete opposite of Brian Billick. Complete opposite. And there had to be some give and take in that situation, right? The key is, as a special teams coach, he's worked with everybody on the team. Right. So he know, understands personalities and expectations. You have to work with the 53rd guy, and you sometimes you got to work with the 10th guy, right? So you got to know how to coach them all. He made strides to do that, okay? So I'll give you this. I'll, I'll give you a great example. Um Eric Bien, I mean, I remember I went to training camp and I always go back because that, that's my guy. And I went back to, I went to training camp with the Chiefs uh, for inside training camp. And <clears throat> it's one thing for you to get respect from your room, right? From the guys in your room. But it's another thing when the guys on the opposite side of the field respect you just as much, right? And that's what you saw there. And you can talk to Andy Reid about this. I, I can't make this up. This is where you can talk to Andy Reid. The same thing with Jim Caldwell when he went to Baltimore. Same thing with Gary Kubiak when he was in Baltimore, where he, where he is in Minnesota, Right. When you get respect from everybody, that becomes a different monster, right? Now, now that shows me you're a leader of men. So I want to reach out to other guys to make sure, like, oh, like, how, like, I'm not just going to ask the guys in your room or the guys. Oh, I'm, what do you think about this dude? The defensive guys, do you like him? They'll tell you the truth. They'll be like, I don't know. Okay, that's all you need to hear. Or yeah, like he 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 he's gotten on me when I haven't done my job. Right. Well, then you know what? I can take that. And so. It, it goes back to everything in the National Football League. You can literally go on your computer right now and type in a guy's name and find everything about him, who he's worked with, who he hasn't worked with. You can do all. You don't need a firm. You don't need a, a firm. A search to, firm. To search, you don't need that. You can literally get agents to – you talk to every agent. You can get an agent's player's number. You get a number from an agent and be like, hey, let me call this guy and talk to this dude. Which, by the way, happens all the time. All but, the time. but that's what I'm saying. So it's not hard to do this. And again, it goes back to it. If my number one player tells me this is what you want, I ha it's, it is my duty as the leader of this organization to respect what you want and go see if it fits my vision too. And if it doesn't, all right, well, at least I tried. There is something that is not working in that organization right now. Oh, it's, it's a, we're not going to get into it. It's a, it's, it hasn't been working for a long time. Um, all right, let's move on. I want to ask you, uh, who should retire first, Ben Roethlisberger or Philip Rivers? They should retire at the same time. Together? Right, Big Ben. They came into Big, the league together. Listen, this is the thing. <clears throat> Big Ben, his biggest issue is they the Steelers got offensive line, got old quickly, and they couldn't, you know, Big Ben is a down-the-field, he's a down-the-field thrower, even if we don't want it to be. That's his best ball is that go ball or those seam balls, right. not those short slants. He, that's not what he does. Well, you see those get batted down all the time. Um what hurt Pittsburgh is that they couldn't run the ball and they couldn't do play action pass, right? So now this year going in, you have a lot of guys that are super old. Uh, you have a lot of guys that you're going to have to replace offensively. Um, you're going to have to pay some guys and you're in some cap trouble. Um, the thing with Phillip Rivers is he could play another year in, in, in Indianapolis because they have a great running game. Mm. They have, great the they have the best, one of the best offensive lines and they have a great defense, right? So he could literally stick it out another year. Now, I'm sure he'll try to, but I don't know if I'm if I'm Indy, well, I would do that because I got to pay Darius Leonard. Yeah. 
I got to pay Quentin Nelson. I got to start paying some of these. And then, you know, your left tackle just retires. So you got to draft another left tackle. Like, you just got some other things that you have to do. So Talk about maybe moving Quentin Nelson over to left tackle. That's not where he – he's not a left tackle. He did well when he had to move over earlier this season. But just I don't need for, you to do well. I need you to be an all-pro. You see what I'm saying? He's like, an all-pro right now where he he's is. He's an all-pro yeah. right now. Like, why would I – give you like, that? That's, that's called the Peter principle. Why would I you're, – you're a great left guard. Yep. I'm not going to move you to left tackle. Sure. I'll so, just add a guy over there. You feel me? Like If yep. you're Pittsburgh – yeah, it's time to move on from Ben. Oh yeah, that I mean we it, we saw that through the season. He okay. just got old, and it's not his fault. Like it just he just got old. He did not. He basically had one good half, one good quarter in in the back half of the season. They lost five of their final six games. Mm-hmm. Everything was down. He was bad. He was twenty third in completion percentage. He was thirty first in yards per attempt. He Can was I tell you why? Can I tell you why all that happened? Please, Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree is the reason. All that stuff fell and went to where it went. Because the way that defense was playing with Bud Dupree was there and DJ Watt and they were getting to the quarterback, Big Ben didn't have to go those long fields. He didn't have to go 60, 70 yards. Working with a short field. He was working with short fields. They were able to run the ball a little bit better uh, because you knew that defense was going to get turnovers and sacks and, you know, possibly a pick six. They were adding points and stuff. I mean, and then all of a sudden, Bud Dupree goes down. And then guess what? The defense all of a sudden starts getting moved down the field a little bit. Right, they get right. to the to their forty, and they punt the ball. Now you're at your ten. Now you got to go ninety. Like Bud Dupree changed a lot for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Eight sacks and eight sacks in eleven games. But it wasn't the sacks that did it. It, it was, was just the, the pressure, and it forced the guy to go to the other side. So you couldn't slide to either side. You couldn't slide to stop Bud because then T.J. Watt would go. You couldn't slide to go get T.J. Watt because Bud Dupree would go. And that's what we were talking about when they were eleven and zero. We were talking about out. how great Ben was. No, we were talking about that defense and the front and how impenetrable they yeah. seem to be. Minka Fitzpatrick's back there just roaming, getting picks. Like you know when you know when the Steelers got their first loss? When Bud Dupree got hurt? Yeah. Steelers were eleven and zero when they had Dupree. So yeah. so Ben, by the way, it he has one year left. He's gonna cost forty one million against the cap. Because the salary cap's gonna go down, that's twenty three percent of the team's cap. That's what I'm saying. Like, if he's in. So they're going to have to figure it out, right? right? And the only way, and they can't move money around because he's in the final year of a deal. So if he stays, the only thing they can do is sign him to a new deal and backload it, which would punish them down the road because exactly. then they have to deal with You'll all those cap You'll be in the Patriots hits. situation. Right, Where exactly. the Patriots, now they don't have anyone because they have no cap because they backloaded everyone's the, money. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of young quarterbacks out there who Ooh. could go to Pittsburgh, Ooh. whether it's... Whether it's Jameis Winston, no, no. Who whether we talk it's Dwayne about? Haskins. Who did we just talk about beforehand? You're talking about are taking you, a shot on Haskins coming no, out. No, are, no. are you talking about your boy in the Bay? No, I'm talking about my boy in Philly. We talked oh, about it. Who Jalen Hurts. Oh, Jalen Hurts comes in? A match made in heaven. A match made in heaven. Oh, match think made about in that. heaven. All of a sudden now, like if I'm if I'm if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm I'm hey, Howie. That's great. So I, what do you want to do? <laughs> What you trying to do? Mm. Well, or what we finna do is you, what I'm about you, to say. Uh, you you send right? them a second rounder for no. Jalen Hurts? No. No? Mm-mm. What do you send them? Some third or fourth. If you just get something, you got it. Well, we drafted him in a second. Well, yeah, but that's fine. But you're going to take what I give you because you got an issue with your quarterback, not one, you know not one to compete. Anyway. You know you got to get rid of him. All right. So you, uh, you want to put Jalen Hurts in Pittsburgh. You want to get rid of Ben, and you think that it's time for um, Philip Rivers to call it a career as well. Well, I, don't, so I, I didn't say I don't think it's time. I just think that if you're Philip Rivers, you have another year, but I'm not going to give you $25 million. 
because I have to pay too many other young guys that are important. And if you're Rivers, who has, you know, like I got to have, have another receiver. I have and, to add another receiver to help you. But if you're Rivers, it's either in my mind, it's either Indy or I'm I'm done. Because he yeah. he was fine walking away, I think, last year. Yeah. He may want to play one more year in that situation. Because, because you have a chance to win. Yeah. And here's the thing about Phillip Rivers. He's never been to a Super Bowl. Mm. Ben's won a couple. Ben's good. Ben can walk away uh, and be fine. Now, I'm not saying this is how he wants to end it. Crying on the bench with have Pouncey. You, have you seen the Kobe commercial with Kanye? You always want more. That's right. Pay me more. They, they, I, hey, I know. Hey, we did this on another one. I'm, I know, but I just want to make sure we just keep that going. I know, but it's different when you've when you've tasted it. No, it's, it's a habit. It's like, a foundation. Really so, how much money is Ben supposed to get this year? Well, he counts forty one towards but the cap. Do we know how much money he's, he's supposed to get, like cash wise? I mean, his average. I mean, the guaranteed money is thirty seven point five. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not uh, <laughs> nah, I need. You're that. not walking from that. Oh no, I need that. Yeah. I need thirty seven. Right? Sure. Where else can I get 37 in one year? No, nowhere. no, nowhere. Okay, so, nowhere. so why, why would I walk away from that? And so th that's what, it, like, you have to figure out a way to make this thing work. I mean, mm. they have. Do you see, but you, but you see, now, now do you see why, now you get up, now you see why I, I get so hard on guys that pay these quarterbacks this type of money. Well, because that's the when going you fall, rate, when dude. You, that's not, what they I, cost. I don't, don't give me the going rate. Don't give me the going rate. Because when when you fall downhill, all of a sudden, as a as an organization, we we are in a world of trouble. We've seen it with the Patriots. We're starting to see it with Philly. We're seeing it with Pittsburgh. It's a lot of teams when when the stuff starts going downhill. All of a sudden, like well, Patriots can't blame that on quarterback because Brady took less than everybody else. But but they they a lot of the money when they let him go, he still hit their cap this yeah, year no, with I, a lot of other people, right? So that's kind of how it works. Yeah. So it's a lot. Like I said, it's a lot. And so that's why on this, people, oh, you're a quarterback. I'm not a quarterback hater. Just when they go downhill, all of a sudden we have a problem. A big one. Yeah, he's. I'm seeing a couple different things here, but but technically, from just a money standpoint, it's around 19 that he gets because he was front loaded on the. But okay, he, so am I am I walking away from 19? No, okay, no, you're not walking away from any of it. But okay. he, he on that on that other point, you know, the Colts will have to make a decision because not just Rivers is a free agent. Jacoby, Jacoby's a free agent, and as they well. were they brought, they had two quarterbacks making twenty plus. Well, they made they paid Jacoby what thirteen? Yeah, he he got a two year deal worth thirty million when he signed. He got a two year thirty, and Rivers they signed for twenty five. So I mean, they were basically well, 40. paying forty million for the two of them. So you could bring you could bring Rivers back and say we'll give you twenty, and you could sign somebody else instead of Jacoby and give them two. That's it. And there's your savings. That's right it. You know, that's how you that's can save right there. Sure. Um, we have. Football games talking we about. We do. Yeah. But hold on. Like we're not because this, this is important for people, man. Like the games are important, but these are big time decisions that a lot of these organizations have to make. Like you've already you've already made your decision. I, I haven't made it. I just said that if I if I'm Big Ben, I told you what I would do if I'm the Pittsburgh Orders, but if I'm Big Ben, I ain't going nowhere. Yeah, right. And so, if I'm Phillip Rivers, I got what, 17 kids. I'm really not going nowhere. That, I'm gonna try I, to get another one. I was just gonna say you've got to feed more children. Right, and I, you I don't want to be a high money. school quarterback head coach yet of a in Alabama. A, in Alabama. I don't want to be a head coach of a high school yet. I think he's ready. No, he's they ain't don't ready pay yet. enough to feed nine kids. I don't think not he's as a ready. high school coach in Alabama. Well, maybe Alabama. Um, I don't know. Let's not, talk not, it ain't Concord Florida. De La Salle. It ain't Florida. It ain't Concord de La Salle. Either. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, let's, let's talk games. Time for a quick timeout to tell you about a few of our sponsors. And we start with Greens Plus, a health food leader since 1989, known for creating the first ever blended green superfood powder and the first company to infuse that green superfood into a bar. The bars, powders, tastes great. The most effective way to improve your immunity, detox your body, boost your energy, and get that nutritional insurance that your body deserves. All organic, gluten-free, available at Whole Foods, Amazon, 
or greensplus.com. I recommend going to greensplus.com because you get 20% off if you use the promo code HELI. You like smoothies? Throw some wild berry superfood powder in there. Greens Plus. At VACO, the motto is we invest in your career, so you are here for the duration of ours. VACO, a premier talent and solutions firm that provides boutique-level service with global reach in the areas of consulting, consultative project resources, executive search, permanent placement, and strategic staffing. You need somebody to fill that C-suite position. VACO has you covered. Their areas of expertise all across the board, folks. Accounting, finance, tech, healthcare IT, ops, administration, or international managed services. They were founded in 2002. One of the founding partners, my good buddy Brian Waller, a University of Tennessee alum. He did not like how things went this past weekend against Georgia. I can tell you that much. But Vaco's still growing. They serve over 40 markets across the globe. 1,000 employees, 5,000 consultants, and $750 million in revenue. At Vaco, they're doing it right. Check them out, Vaco.com. That's V-A-C-O.com for more info on how they can connect people to their dream jobs and help leading companies find talent to grow their business. I'm not sure how long it's been. I think probably three months or so, but I tried this new product called True Niagen, and I think you should too. There is a trend, MJD, in the scientific community uh, that surrounds the health of our cells. It affects all of us, from former athletes like you to the weekend warriors like myself. We have something in our cells called NAD, which supports our energy and our body's ability to repair itself all the way down to the cellular level. Well, it turns out that NAD declines as we age. It also declines when we overexercise or we don't sleep enough and even when we're exposed to a virus. There is only one NAD booster that is backed by Nobel Prize winning scientists, 10 published human studies and regulatory approvals for safety. And that is True Niagen. Visit TrueNiagen.com to learn more. That's T-R-U-N-I-A-G-E-N. I haven't been sick in three months since I've taken this stuff. It's good. God, this is going to be fun, man. We got This is the Elite Eight. It's the divisional round. We got yeah. two on Saturday. We have two on Sunday. Uh, let's start with the Saturday game. Hey, this Dan, is, you want you know, me to do a little... Uh, this is the furthest I've ever gotten as a player, too, is the divisional um, round. Is it? Oh, it's, yeah, it's a different monster. Oh, you, you know, Bubars, he wants to talk about the picks. Yeah. He wants to talk about where the we fan, stand the, the fans season. love knowing this now, stuff. I They're won, keeping track won, at home. I won the regular season. This is true. So that, that contest is over. Yeah. Uh, but, but the season that, never stops. We're in the playoffs. All right, Bubar, go ahead. All right. So adding on from our to our regular season total, because we're all or nothing yeah. here. So Dan Dan had a 66 and 38 record. Right. Dan ended up going three and three Ooh. in our Ugh. picks this last Gross. week. Dan won with the Bills. He lost by taking the Seahawks. He won by taking Tampa over his hometown Washington team. He went with his heart and took Tennessee, lost there. He ended up going with the Saints, winning. And he ended up taking those Steelers, and that was not good. So Dan goes 3-3 three and three with a season record of 69 and 41. Okay. Very, very good. That's respectable, Dan. MJD. Three games back last week, 63 and 41, comes in super wild card weekend, goes five and one. Wow. Wins with Buffalo, 
wins with his Rams. The Ramley. Wins with the Buccaneers. Mm. Wins with the Ravens on the road. Revenge. Wins with the Saints. And that glorious loss by taking the Steelers yeah. gives them five and one on the season. Ben. MJD is 68 and 42. It's getting close. Only one game back of Mr. Dan Helley. So Dan, to recap, is 69 and 41. MJD is 68 and 42. We have a one-game lead. Holy cow. Entering it's, it's, it's getting, it's the getting sticky week. out here, folks. All right. I love it. All right. I th- this one we're gonna have how a lot. Be, we're gonna have a lot missing on close. this one. We got teeth now. There was, we're gonna be. We're gonna at least for sure. I know two that we're we're not gonna agree on. We for got sure. Teeth. I know two. So right. let's go. Uh, your Rams yeah. six seed. I take it on the what Packers. What I tell you about the Rams? You were right. Yep. You were right. It's the number one scoring D against the number one scoring offense. Who normally wins that one? Do we know? Usually the usually the defense. Okay. That'll probably change this week. Um, Aaron Donald. Limited to 30 snaps against Seattle. Uh, he had a rib injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dude's Superman. He's going to be He's going to be going. He said he doesn't feel anything right now. He's he's good. Yeah. He's he good. has no pain. It's good to go. What what that defense did to Russell last week, I mean, he completed 11 passes in that game. It was disrespectful. It was. And, and the best part about it was at the end, Jalen Ramsey was like, you know, take your shirts and hats and go on to Cabo. <laughs> you like, like, we're playing a tra- – now he's a, he's a travel agent. As well as a, the, the, a lockdown corner, all pro corner, right? So that is that is well, perfect. Even even Goff was saying, "Listen, we saw them celebrating with their with their hats and their the shirts cigars. a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and the cigars, and not anymore." Right. Um, listen, they're well rested. It's in Green Bay. The Packers are explosive. They're dangerous. I think perhaps um, the difference in this one is going to be on the ground, believe it or not, for Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, with that three-headed monster, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and then A.J. Dillon, the talented rookie. I'm picking the Packers here. I think it's going to be close. 27-24. Why do you have a smile on your face already as I pick? Because, listen, that's a great pick. Like, What, what can I say? Uh, right? Yeah. I like it. You're not, you, you're not on the same uh, wavelength, apparently. I'm not, I, I'm not but I, I'll tell you why. Because uh, for me... Um, I believe that this defense, uh, and I, well, first of all, I believe the Rams match up well against everyone they play from now from here on out. Right? I told you there's only one team in the That's NFC right. they that didn't I'm make the playoffs, and they didn't make the playoffs. That's the only team That's that it. I'm nervous about when you look at the Rams. You look at how their roster set up; they match up well with everyone. They stop the run really well with the two high safeties. Right now, the question is, can you stop AJ Dillon after what he did against the Tennessee Titans? Because they're going to try to run him because it's going to be cold. But I think the Rams are built to stop the run that Does way. Does Jalen travel with Devontae? The oh, Jalen travels with Devontae the whole time. Okay. Um, so you're going to have that matchup. And I, I don't believe that the other guys are enough to beat them. Now, I do have to give a shout out to Mercedes Lewis, who's going to be key in this in their running game because he blocks like a tackle. And if he's able to set an edge and take the edge, and they're able to get outside, then that's going to be that's going to be a problem. Yeah, he right? should he should be okay. He was um, limited yesterday. He didn't he's, practice. Yeah, he's today. one of our. I mean, he's 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 you know he's, he's an older dog. guy, so they're going to make sure they take care of the, oh, the, yeah. the old. They say the big dog eats. They got to take care of him. You can't that's let right. him. Can't just wear him out throughout the week. Nope. And shout out to, to him coming on the podcast yeah, as man, well. I'm rooting for Mercedes. Uh, but to me, oh, that yeah. is going to be for the 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 Packers. Packers offense. That's the most important pieces. The running game, and it's because of Mercedes, right? You lost your left tackle, so you're going to try to put Mercedes to help that in the running game. Now, when we talk about the Rams' offense, the thing is, and we've seen this over and over again, you can run on the Packers' defense. Now, I know they're going to be like, oh, they shut down Derrick Henry. Yeah, that's because that's all the, the Titans had. 
But when you have a anything of a, of a passing game, which we see that the Rams have, like the Rams, all of a sudden they're throwing downfield, taking shots, and Cooper Cup is making acrobatic catches, and Robert Woods is running wide open in certain situations. Like all of a sudden now, you have to start to cover guys, right? And if they can run the ball with Andrew Whitworth like they did against the Seattle Seahawks, if Cam Akers can give you 100 yards rushing, I think the Rams have enough to win this game. It's going to be the toughest sledding that the Packers have ever faced. And let's remember that Bucks game, if you get to Aaron Rodgers, he'll, he'll, he, he's, he's, you know, he's Superman, but he'll throw it to the opposing he'll side. Throw it yeah, he'll throw it up every now and then. And so, um, my, 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 I'm going to take the Rams because it's the Ramley. But I'm just telling you, like, don't be surprised because the Rams match up well with everyone from here on out. Like, I, I, what I said this a couple weeks ago. The only team that, if I'm the Rams, I'm scared of is the Niners. Everyone else, you match up well with. You have a shutdown corner for every other receiver. Even if you play the Bucks, you you have guys that can cover Antonio Brown, Goodwin, and Mike Evans. You have you you have a guy that can lock up Mike Evans or Mike Thomas. You have a guy that can lock up. Like Devonte Adams, at least give him a matchup better than what he's gone against. Yep. And the other thing is, it's not going to be snowing. It's just going to be cold. It's going to be sunny and cold. It, we all played in cold. Everybody's done that. He gets twenty degrees in the Bay Area. Like that, that ain't even even in L.A. on Thanksgiving morning oh, when you're goodness. playing with your friends. It's nice and chilly. Yeah. yeah. You know the one guy in his Ramley he hasn't talked about Jared Goff. You don't. But again, so you, you want to talk, talk about? about I don't need Jared Goff to be anything. But not, I just don't need him to turn the ball over. If you don't turn the ball over, the Rams win the game. Do you trust him to do that? He did it last week. Uh, it was the first time they did it all year. Now, I, I told you. I told you something last week on podcast. I said, look. He completed it, nine passes. I mean, They I'm, didn't turn the ball over. I, that's, no, you're right. You're right. That, that was, that, it, I don't care how many passes you complete. You know what? Jimmy Garoppolo threw eight passes against the Green Bay Packers last year in the NFC Championship game. And completed and, and six and of them. them. No, valid and point. Dogged them. And Cam Akers had a great game. So this oh, is what yeah. I'm telling you. As long as you don't turn the ball over, if you turn the ball over, it's a different story. But as long as the Rams don't turn the ball over, they'll win the game. And uh, just for our fans out there, we can update them on this. Uh, Jared Goff was a full participant in practice yesterday. He is, since we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon, he also uh, he also had a full practice uh, yesterday. Uh, Cooper Cup didn't practice today or yesterday, but McVay has already said today Cooper Cup could absolutely play without practicing. Yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll play. He knows the offense better than anyone. He has a knee contusion. Those happen. You yep. just want to get that out. Interesting sidebar uh, story here. Jared Valdeer. Uh, who was on the Colts practice squad. And moved, played in the last yeah, played game. played last game. Played every snap against the Bills. But he was moved up from the practice squad to the regular roster on the game, and then he reverts back to the practice squad after the game. So because of that, the Packers were able to sign him to their active roster. He's going to help replace David Bakhtiari, uh, who's out. And he's going to be, Jared Valdir, the first player in NFL That's history crazy. to play for two different teams at back-to-back weekends. Uh, breaking, the Packers have just placed Valdir on the reserve COVID-19 list. No! The that Packers, just happened? Yeah, just happened uh, actually about 10 minutes ago. They just placed Valdir on the reserve COVID-19 list. Uh, he's out. The GM, gun, uh, uh, forgive me, they 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 announced it. So he, Frank he, Gutekunst. He, thank you, thank you. So he will, um, he will be... Uh, Oh, he, there goes. Oh, there. Right. Yeah. That was a fun sidebar. Uh-oh, no, SpaghettiOs. We got to make well, sure whoever we keep that the left fans tackle involved. is is going to be getting some work because Leonard Floyd, who dominated again yeah. this last week, yep. is going to do it. Like, like I keep telling you, like it's it's, it's crazy when you get in the playoffs. It becomes all about matchups, and I know we're. I'm just the Rams. If you look at their roster and the way they're set up, they're they're not going to face a lot. The only team that I could say that is you know offensive line that's like scary would be the Saints. 
right? Because the Saints have two good left tackles, a good guard, rookie guy. But if you put Aaron Donald on the rookie, all of a sudden, and, you know, it's going to change right. the game. Good right? So, so like they just have the right pieces in that on those in that line. They can rush four. They can rush five. They don't blitz. Right, they bring pressure every now and then. They can get home. With, they can with get home four. with with yeah. three if they want. There's one point they got home with three, and they hit Russell Wilson in two seconds. Like it's crazy. All right, so you have the Rams. No big surprise yeah. there. I'm going Packers in Green Bay. The second game on Saturday is the Ravens mm. at the Bills. Eight fifteen kickoff on NBC. And in my mind, this is the game of the weekend. This game is going to be freaking awesome. Right. Baltimore's won six in a row. Hot. By an average of 17. Hot. Buffalo has won seven in a row. Both quarterbacks are playing Hot. well. Both defenses are playing well. To me, this is going to come down to, to which defense can make more stops or force more turnovers. Here's a question I want to ask you, because Please. this is what's been in the news the last day or so. Lamar Jackson never played in snow. There's I a 40% chance of snow in Buffalo. I think it's fun, and it was kind of a cute soundbite from Lamar, even though I hate using the word cute. I don't know why I said cute, but it was kind of a funny soundbite. But it doesn't matter because Lamar is going to be the one with the advantage if it does snow because offensive players, as you know, have a distinct advantage when you're running in snow as opposed to the defensive players because you know where you're going. So I played in snow one time in college. It was at Washington State. It was freezing. It snowed. It was crazy. The next time I played was in Pittsburgh in 2007. Right, and then I played a couple other snow games, but nothing too major like that. Like, it's easier to run the ball in the snow, right? Because I know where I'm going, I know where I'm cutting. You have to right. stop and plan and do those things. Now, this is the thing, and I'm gonna I'm taking the Ravens in this one, and I just want to put that out there. So we got it down. I'm taking the Ravens. The last time Buffalo played Baltimore, I know they didn't. Buffalo didn't have Stephon Diggs, which I think is our. You know, again, he's changed. Helipod he, alum, baby. Yeah, he changed the whole dynamic of this team. To be honest with you. Um to me, the Buffalo defense struggles stopping the run. They've had they have all year. Okay, we saw what the Colts were doing with them with mm-hmm. with Jonathan Taylor, and when they wanted to run the ball, they ran the ball down their throat. Right? Imagine Lamar, and if you go back and watch what happened last year when they played the same defense, Lamar had a field day with them. He had a field day. Now the one guy they don't have is Hayden Hurst, who had a big day, uh, if, if I'm correct, um, or make sure I am correct in that. I think Hayden Hurst is was who had a big day, but you still have Mark Andrews. The thing is this. All of a sudden, that Baltimore defense, like I told you they were, they got healthy. They're healthy all of a sudden. You got Calais Campbell. You got Derek Wolf, You got Judon. You got Yannick Ngakwe, Patrick Queen. And then your two corners are healthy. You see what I'm saying? Now, all of a sudden, they're healthy. They haven't been healthy until last week. Remember, Peters was out for a couple of weeks. And, you know, this guy, Calais Campbell was out. All of a sudden, they got healthy right now. And all they're going to do, their job is just to keep Baltimore in the game. Because eventually, Lamar will do what he has to do. And that's what happened to Tennessee. What did I tell you? Revenge is best served what? Cold, baby. Remember I texted you when they were dancing Cold. on the logo. What did I tell you? They were dancing. I told you what was going to so, happen. So it's funny you said that. You talked about this Ravens team, the defense, you know, being angry. It was personal. I'm like, whatever. And you were 100% right. And you know how I know this now? I'm going back. I'm doing this all yeah. in my head. I know you talked to somebody on that staff. I did. Who you played with in college. Mm-hmm. And he gave that to you before the podcast. And I was thinking about that when I was watching the game. I was thinking about that when they held Derrick Henry to 40 yards. I was thinking about that when they danced on the logo. You were absolutely freaking I, right. I told you, man. Like people, like I always see Damashek and guys like Patrick Claybot on Twitter, like, oh, a professional guy. He doesn't need motivation. Look. I'm going to study hard regardless. But if you make it personal, 
It's just a it's just that one percent that I needed to to do the little extra that you know what I'm saying like like dude you disrespected my head coach on our logo right mm-hmm. Vrabel they don't want to shake hands they don't want to do nothing did you see the way Lamar got up out now what I love about it is Lamar and the Ravens didn't shake hands after the game they ran out so now it's a good rivalry we have but it was a per, it made it personal and when Marcus Peters picked that ball off I knew where they were going. I knew exactly where they were headed to. Yep. And I knew what they were going to do. And the best part, I mean, we talked about head coaching. A lot of head coaches would be like, no, don't do that. Did John Harbaugh say anything to them when they danced on the logo? No. You know why? Because they talked about that in the meeting. Yeah. Like, like this was disrespectful. They showed the clip. Yeah. This is disrespectful. We're not tolerating this. Now, can you carry that on? I think this organization is is one of the better ones in the National Football League. And I think they have the leadership to go on. Might be the best. I believe that. You know, as much as I love the Kansas City Chiefs, which I still are my Super Bowl pick, the Baltimore Ravens are the one team that scares me with them because if Lamar can play the way he did, all, all it took was one run, right? He pulled it down. He ran for like 50 yards. It took one run. Um, now, all of a sudden, like the offense, everything's going again. And you get J.K. Dobbins is running well. They're running They're running the ball. They're not throwing the ball 70 times, right? Um, they just met like – to me, this is just a bad matchup for the Buffalo Bills. It's tough. You know, when you were saying the Bill, uh, how hot the Ravens were, and uh, Dan mentioned Buffalo's won seven in a row, would have been 10 if it wasn't for that Hail Murray. It wasn't for that Hail Murray. I mean, they no, would have right. they 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 been a 10, they would have had a 10 game win streak going into this Here, one. Here's why I like the Bills. Right. JA, the initials JA, Josh Allen. And, and when you watch that game, there was a drive just before halftime. Oh, yeah. We he, went 90-something, right? He put everything on display on that drive, okay? He had that 37-yard pass to Gabriel Davis right up the sideline. Yep. It was sweet. Toe tap. And then he was rolling out to his left, threw a bullet to Gabriel Davis for like 19, 20 yards. Both of those plays reviewed. Right. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Um, and then he has a 16-yard run and a five-yard touchdown run. You saw the arm. You saw him moving in the pocket. And then you saw the wheels. And I think that's going to be the difference in this game. As much as I love Lamar, he can't, dude, he can't throw it around the yard like Josh Allen. But I, now that the Colts didn't have the corners that Baltimore has, and they don't have the pass rush that Baltimore has. And that's the difference. And I think that's where my concern comes in. I don't think there's anyone that can cover Stephon Diggs one-on-one. I think they double-team him, but I think there's guys that can cover the other guys one-on-one. And if you take those dudes away, I, I, the only guy you can attack is Patrick Queen, which they're going to try to use with uh, Singletary out of the backfield. But they'll have a plan for that. And again, they can get they can get pass rush. Yeah. And think about it, how many times did they sacked ten. I think it was like three or four times in the game. Uh, Derek Wolf showed up. Uh, an old vet, old savvy vet from Denver shows up, gets you one. We still haven't. Clayus Campbell still hasn't like showed up and played. But let's remember, Clayus Campbell had three and a half against Philadelphia. Like he can get hot and he was go crazy. That game too. They sacked Lamar five times in that game. The Ooh. Titans did. No, I'm talking about how many times they sacked Tannehill. Oh, oh, oh! I'm sorry. I read it the other way. Uh, only once. So it was Derek Wolf, right? It was. So if you only get Wolf. if you only get and your guys can cover like that, and you're not going and, and again, I, I say this because as I love Stephon Diggs and Stephon Diggs against a different route runner than AJ Brown. AJ Brown was literally manhandling those DBs. Yeah, like, he was manhandling them boys. There's no one on that's going to be physical like that to manhandle them. That, does that make if that makes sense? That's why I say I just I just think that the 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 Ravens running game with Lamar and the way their defense is playing it just it doesn't 
again, to me, this doesn't look like a good matchup, okay. right? right? Like, so that's where we, those are the two. I knew we were going to split on those two. Yeah. All right. I'm taking that's the Bills 2117. By the way, uh, if I could just add one last thing, Josh Allen uh, is seven and one versus top 10 scoring defenses this season. And even more importantly, Allen versus top 10 total defenses uh, in 2020, he's five and oh. Has just, he played the Baltimore Ravens? He has not. Okay. But but I just wanted to put that out there. It makes it more fun for our picks no to show where we're going at. And but I think I mean, that I that's, Baltimore's different defense than the Rams. Yeah, very Baltimore's very a true. different defense than the Colts. They're different right? defense they, than like yeah. this. You got to remember this: All the Colts and, and the Buffalo Bills play the same defense. They're the same dude, right? Leslie Frazier and it was it what's the guy for the Colts is like Eberlist or something? Yes. Everflus. Everflus. Yeah, yep. like they're they're out of the same system. Yeah, right. So they play. So it's a this is a different system. More man to man, more pressure, right? They're going to try to get to to Josh Allen, so we'll see how it goes. But all like right, so picks. we've split on our first two picks both Saturday games. This is going to be exciting. Yeah. All right, Sunday, uh, Browns at Kansas City. Listen, they're a great story. I, I love your Cleveland Browns. We talked about yes, them right sir. off the top, probably right. for too long. Uh, <laughs> really? No, we didn't. Kevin Stefanski is on track to return to the building on Thursday. Doesn't really matter, man. They did everything over Zoom last week, and and they I would do it again. They got it done. Yep. Uh, there, they already have more full practices uh, in the books this week than I, I think wouldn't they have. Did last I wouldn't week. have had a full practice this uh, week. We'd Denzel have been Ward, all their best Zoom. corner and starting nickel, Kevin Johnson, are going to be back. Yep. Um, and when you look at Kansas City, and this is something that I think people are going to focus on more as we get to game time. By the time they kick off, a lot of their starters will have not been on the field in a real game in 20 days. Right. And I'm all about being fresh, but MJD is 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 20 days like is it going to take them half a quarter to get into a rhythm out there? I, I don't. I think Andy Reid's practices are so hard. Right, like they practice hard and they training camp. They're hidden, like they get after each other. I think that is where you know you're going to go out there. And now they haven't played a live game. Um, I don't think that's going to be an issue. I don't think that's going to be a rust issue for them just because of how they practice. Right. And the other thing is, uh, there I read something that Patrick Mahomes literally studied tape of all the opponents that he was going to play last week. Right. Uh-huh. So if it was the Ravens, if it was. Uh, the Browns, if it was the Titans, whoever might have been in that situation that they could have played. He studied all of them. Uh, this is per Travis Kelsey, too, per, per on Twitter. Um, he had a notebook already filled up with what the Cleveland Browns want to do defensively. Wow. See what I'm saying? So, like, they have the leadership in place to handle this type right. of situation. Now, my only concern is, and I don't uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Them, and, and it, Revenge! Kareem Hunt revenge game. You said it. We ain't talked about it. Nope. But let's remember, he left ugly. It wasn't pretty how he left there, right? It wasn't pretty. And so the Kareem Hunt revenge game is is live and well. And even though I'm taking the Chiefs in this one, don't be surprised if Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, because to be honest with you, Alex Van Pelt should have almost got fired against Pittsburgh. Once you go up 28-0, I'm not throwing another pass. We're losing linemen because we're pass blocking. What are we doing? Right. We are running the ball three times. We may take three knees Especially and get on when out you of got this. those guys. Right. Yeah, like run the ball. And so if when Stefanski comes back, that's what he's going to lean on, that running game, right? Oh, he's going to yeah. lean on that running game. And that's, As honest, that's where the Chiefs have been kind of – they've given up a lot is in the running game. And so um, to me, the, the matchup says the Kansas City Chiefs, which is why I'm going to take them. But I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cleveland Browns win because if they run the ball the way they can, you keep Mahomes off the field – you wear down that defense, you win time of possession. And when they get in the red zone, the one thing the Cleveland Browns do best, they score touchdowns. 
And so we've seen the, the, the Chiefs struggle in the red zone multiple, throughout the whole season. They, yeah. That was one of their big issues, right? Because they can't run the ball. That's right. They can't, they're not physical enough to run the ball in the red zone. So it, I'm going to pick the Chiefs because Patrick is my homeboy. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I'm a Chiefs fan. You know, you're that. a Chiefs fan now. Uh, um, so, you know, what's interesting is the Chiefs are big favorites. This yeah. is the biggest favorite of the weekend. They're 10 point favorites. They haven't won a game by more than six since week eight. And that was against the Jets. Yeah, they've been so struggling. They've been playing a ton of close games. They've been winning them for the most part, but a ton of close games. I actually think that this is going to help them in the playoffs because they've been playing close games. And I think this will be closer than anticipated. I'm going Kansas City 28-21. Let me say this too. If you remember the last year in the wild card round, was it the wild card they played the Houston Texans? Yes, the comeback. Was it the wild card round or was it the divisional round? I thought that was the first round. I, uh, I don't know. That up, you I can't remember off the it top of my head. It should have been the wild card. It could have been the division. I don't, know. I don't remember. But remember, they went down 24-0. That was in the divisional round. Yeah, okay. so it's in the divisional round. They went down. If they go down 24-0 against the Browns, you call it a, you call it a wrap. Yeah. Because it's over. So they, they better come out hot and making plays because, again, if you go if you go down against a team that can run the ball, it becomes a long day out there, especially if it's cold. So and, we're both going KC here. Yeah. And to piggyback off that, I just wanted to let the fans know what Baker Mayfield had to say about Kareem Hunt at the end of the Pittsburgh Steelers game. They asked him about Kareem and how, you know, going back to Kansas City, Baker Mayfield's quote was, Kareem ran pissed off. He ran like he wanted to get to Kansas City. End quote. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. I listen. I know. I've dude, been there. I I love. I've been Baker there. Swag, yep. dude. I love that. Um, okay. Uh, Bucks <laughs> at New Orleans. Yeah. This is going to be the nightcap on Sunday. Mm, good one. This is Brady against Breeze. They're one and two in career passing yards, passing touchdowns, game winning drives. It's the oldest quarterback matchup in the playoffs in NFL history. Brady's forty three. Breeze turns forty two on Friday. First time that both quarterbacks have been over forty in a playoff game. Here's one thing that a lot of people are talking about and focusing on. And it's the third meeting this season, and the Bucs have lost twice to the Saints. It's really hard to beat a three time a team three times in one season. Oh, really? No, it's not really. I was gonna actually, say, that ain't hard. Since the merger in 1970, the teams that swept a season series are 14 and seven against those teams in the postseason rematch. So it's actually not that difficult to beat a team three times. And I I love the the idea of the Bucks. I love the star power of the Bucks, but I don't love the Bucks. And here's another mm. stat that somebody oh, I, here's another stat. Let me put let it me out there. Say it. Okay? I want you to since the bye week, the Bucks are five and zero, oh, and they're averaging almost thirty six points per game. Ooh. That sounds awesome, mm. man. They're rolling. You know who they played Minnesota, Mm-mm. Atlanta, Detroit, Atlanta. And then Washington in the postseason. That's a big difference. That's kind of that's right? that's kind of yeah, yeah, doo-doo. It sounds so great it's now, like, does it? That's a little doo-doo. How's yeah. that Minnesota defense? The Atlanta defense. Uh, we saw what Detroit's Alvin terrible. Kamara did against that Minnesota defense. And I got one more for you. The Bucks are one and four against teams with winning records mm. in the regular season. Mm. The Bucks are going to get worked just mm. like they have in their two games. They lost by eleven and thirty-five. You're disrespectful. No, this is disrespectful. This is fact. That is disrespectful. I didn't say all that. What I'm saying is, again, you know, I want the people to understand I'm all about matchups, right? Um, I don't have it, but uh, Bubar, if you could look it up, Mike Evans 
this year versus uh, Lattimore. Not ain't good. good. Oh, good. No, terrible. It ain't good, right? All of a sudden, I have one guy that can take one of your guys out. Okay, cool. We got that, right? Now I can focus on the other two guys. I, I feel like he hasn't had over 30 yards in a game with Lattimore. At one point, he had zero catches, for, zero yards in the last Shut one they out. went against. Yeah, like he gives him fits, and Mike Evans knows it, right? Yeah. Um, now the the only thing is Antonio Brown is like bounce back. He's helped. All of a sudden he's, he's hate to root yeah. for the guy because he's a jackass, but he's helped. No, he's he's a ball player now, right? He is. Um, and so he goes out there and he gives. But at the end of the day, uh, I think Sean Payton said it best in their last matchup, and it's it's it comes so true when you talk about Tom Brady. If you hit him, he's not Tom Brady anymore. And that's what Sean Payton said at halftime in the last game where they won, was it 35, 38-3 or whatever it might have been. He said, our plan is to hit him, hit him, and hit him. And so here's what's happened when they've done that. Tom Brady has thrown five interceptions against the Saints this year. In the other 14 games, he's thrown seven. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's crazy. So so again, it comes down to matchups, right? When you look at at the Bucs, their corners, I told you guys this when the Rams played them. The Bucks corners aren't as good as they they may seem, and they got exposed against the Chiefs. They got exposed against the the Rams. They got exposed against the Saints. Right? Drew Brees is comfortable because they don't get pressure on Drew Brees with that offensive line. They that offensive line is built to stop those kind of guys, right? And the other thing is this: all of a sudden they're running the ball like they're supposed to. Now you talked about it before the podcast, before that Latavius Murray is you know dealing with a thigh injury and he hasn't practiced, and you know, but Alvin Kamara is practicing. <laughs> and Alvin Kamara is still one of the toughest runners to tackle in the game. And we saw that against uh, the Chicago Bears, where he he didn't do anything in the, until the fourth quarter and broke off some big runs right. and, and like sealed the game, right? So yeah. to me, it's just a matchup. And then Mike Thomas is back all of a sudden. He's healthy. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jared to, Cook. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, to, to your point, you wanted to know some numbers on our uh, Evans versus Lattimore. Yeah. So this year, just for 2020, okay, Mike Evans versus Saints defenders in coverage. All right. So he saw he saw four targets against Lattimore this year in coverage. Zero catches against Lattimore. That's a in problem. In coverage. All other, all other defenders uh, versus uh, all other Saints defenders in coverage. Six targets, five catches, 66 yards, one touchdown. That's so. So he has five for sixty-six and one touchdown against the Saints this year. Against the other guys. Against the other right, guys. Because he has zero Saints. against Lattimore. Correct. Yeah, right. Yes. 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 And in fact, and in fact, according to our good friends at Pro Football Focus, since entering the NFL in 2017, Lattimore has the second most targets in coverage against Mike Evans. Twenty of them, and in twenty targets, he has nine catches. His completion percentage is 45% breeze when he's throwing. Well, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, uh, his yeah. completion percentage is 45% for the quarterback, whoever right. it is, because we've seen multiple. He has one touchdown. The that's, oh, one. That's what I, and I remember that touchdown, but that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like, yeah. he shuts the Saints. Down. And then this other thing the Saints all of a sudden are healthy defense. Like, Cam Jordan is playing well. Yeah. You got Davenport's playing well. The three technique that they drafted out of Louisville, I forget his name. He's playing lights out all of a sudden. Like, they're starting to get pressure. No, like it's like it's all starting to work together for the Saints. So I, I I'm gonna take the Saints in this one as well because I believe it's easier to beat a team a third time than it is the first two. Right. Well, they certainly have the blueprint. I'm taking the Saints to 30 to 24 mm-hmm. is my score in that one. This was a very animated. This has been a great uh, podcast. Excellent. You know, you know what? Can yeah. I can I drop one last little note of nugget? Uh, 
One note of nugget. One, give one, it all. One, give, nugget, give one me, note and nugget. So, give it all to me, Bubar. So, uh, Brady has never lost to one opponent three times in a season. It's never happened. So with you well, guys, I don't, think he's ever, I don't think he's ever played an opponent three times it, in a season. He he might not have. Maybe like a remember. maybe like yeah. a like a Miami or like the the, uh, the Jets, Jets run maybe. But he but the, he beat him every time. He has That's lost it. He has lost two games to one opponent in a season about seven times. Uh, but but he's never lost three games to one opponent in a season. Okay, well, there's a lot. Yeah, Got to drop something. He's not New England anymore. Nope, it ain't. It ain't. It. All right, this fellas, ain't enjoy. I will be in Arizona once again for a lacrosse tournament. Uh, Watching most of these on my phone and then, uh, you know, game pass when I get back. So there you go. Um, we'll be, uh, I'm sure we'll be texting throughout. Uh, enjoy and I'll see you guys uh, next week. Yes, sir. All right.